Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show here on this Friday on WDEV AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. Just talking about the UVM men's basketball team beating Maine last night. Now I'm going to transition over to the UVM women's basketball team, which beat Maine previously on Wednesday. First win at Maine for the program in more than a decade. Now the Catamounts are on the road again at NJIT on Saturday night. Joining us now is the head coach of the UVM women's program, Elisa Kresge. Coach, thanks for being with us. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Excellent. I appreciate you being with us. I want to, before we get to your team, I want to wrap up the talk we were just having on the men's side. And I don't want you to, I don't want to ask you to comment on a team specifically that's not yours. I'm just curious from a coaching perspective, when you are struggling offensively, what's, what do you, what's the first thing you do to try to rectify that? Um, try to figure out the confidence. We know they can hit shots. We know our players, you know, their skill set. We know what they're good at. And a lot of times it's hitting it's shots that we know they can make and they're missing those. So just trying to get them in the gym and seeing those shots go in. It's really about, honestly, a lot of times it's just giving them that confidence that we believe in them and we know we can do it. Um, that's what I've seen with our players um, is confidence half the time. For this win for you guys over Maine, First win over Maine in more than a decade. Maine's first loss in the conference this year. And for as long as I've been following the conference, the last seven years, it's been dominated by Maine and by Albany. For you and your program, this feels like a really, really big win. How'd you guys do it on Wednesday night? Defense. Um, you know, you just mentioned offense. That's been a little bit of a hiccup of ours. We've been kind of highs and lows in our offense. So it really came down to defense first and foremost. Um, and our offense started to gel a little bit, sharing the ball. Um, but this group really feeds off of the defensive end. We've won some games in very low scoring. <laughs> so it's been the defense with this group. I've, I've been thinking for 24 hours how to ask the following question. And I've tried to do it in a really clever way, and I just can't come up with one. So I'm just going to be transparent about it, about it and hope that it works out for me. I see the final score on Wednesday, and I thought my first thought was, that's awesome. What a great win. What an upset. What a surprise. I'm sure from your perspective, you're like, shouldn't be a surprise. It should be the expectation that we win games like that. So as you continue to build this program, where are you at in kind of the transition from wins like that being a surprise to being regular? Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair, right? It's been a long, long time since Vermont has beaten Maine, and Maine's always been the team, them in Albany, with the target on their back. Um, but, yeah, we want to get to this program where we show up in every game with that confidence and that expectation that we need to go in and, and beat a team, whether it's on the road, at home, doesn't matter their colors. Um, but I think that's part of our growing right now. We're still trying to get to where Maine has been for so long, where Albany has been. Um, and this was this was a good step, but at the end of the day, we have a lot more conference games to go win, too. That can't be it. Like, this cannot be where, oh, we finally made it. No, we have to stay hungry. We have a lot to do still. You know, so then the inevitable follow-up question is, how do you avoid the how do you avoid the letdown tomorrow night, right? NJIT is a team that UVM has beaten seven of the last eight times that they've played. I think it's been at least four years since NJIT beat your program. How do you avoid a slip up tomorrow night? Yeah, we tell them you get 12 hours to enjoy that win and we're on to the next. We have we really, because of travel schedules, we haven't even gone back and watched our clips from Maine, which is a lot of times we like to do other to learn from and continue to grow confidence. But we have to move on quickly. So we haven't talked about Maine. Obviously, it was it was a strong win on the road. 
but it doesn't matter anymore. Now we're on to NGIT and that's the only game that matters. So trying to keep our players really focused two feet in the circle of what today brings from us. Um, so that's where, that's all we're talking about. Um, I know obviously as coaches that all that stuff's in the back of our mind, right? The, the big, you know, big win and then the letdown after and NJIT is a really strong team and it's, Fortunately, they've done a lot of good things, so it's easy to sell that they're good because they are good. UVM women's basketball coach Elisa Kresge with us here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. Her team 4-2 and two right now inside America East play, and tomorrow night they're going to take on NJIT on the road. That's going to be a night game, a 7 o'clock game. You know, th- this is kind of low-hanging fruit for us in the media, but one of the things that I always point to is that if a team is going to be good, your stars have to play like stars, right? Like your stars have to do what they're expected to do. Mm-hmm. And it seems like every night when we look at the box score, your stars or a subset of them are putting in star efforts, whether it's Emma Utterback or Delaney Richardson or Anna Olson, you're getting big time efforts from at least one, but usually multiple of those players. How does that consistency help you as a coach and help this team? Yeah, I think you see the teams that have been really strong in our league have had multiple stars that are very consistent. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's one star putting up 20 and the other putting up 12 or vice versa. Um, but in order to be a really good team, you have to have multiple stars. And I think that's what and that's what Albany has been. That's what Maine has been. And that's what we're trying to get to. I think, as you mentioned, a couple big key players for us. And I think we're getting even more balanced with with Kat Gilby at our point and a couple good scores off the bench. you got to have some of that that firepower off the bench, too. So, you know, it's not going to be every night, but there is an expectation. And when you when you're good, uh, people expect things when you're a good player, they, they expect it of you. And I think that has been a little bit of our hiccup is that expectation of ourselves and then getting caught in that and not just playing basketball. Um, so we're trying to balance all that. The first time Vermont has been in this situation in a while is trying to you know manage the expectations and have the players still have that confidence and know that, yeah, we need you to show up, <laughs> but you have a team behind you, too. You know, I was going to ask you about Catherine Gilwee, a player that when we spoke last year, we talked about, and she's a local product and a CVU grad and a Shelburne native. And you know, she's got a lot on her shoulders, I would say, this year, right? To be a sophomore, to be the point guard, to be the architect of the offense, to do some scoring herself, to wear the the, the local the local product hat and, and all that. Um, what do you think about her development in year two? Um, I, I think she's made a huge jump. Um, a lot of work she's put in in the offseason. Um, and physically, like her her size and her ability to play more minutes at a higher intensity, play defense on, you know, that was a big key of hers was this the defensive side of this season. Um, so she's just put in a ton of work, but she's also just cares about us. There's not she doesn't care about herself. It's all about us. And I think that's what makes her special. And that's why I think she's a great role model for everybody in Vermont. But to see that that local player do well at the college level um, and you hear her talk, she's expected to go play. D3 basketball. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's a Division One player, but she has a pro work mentality. You know, I am really mad at myself. I like to, I pride myself on being super knowledgeable and prepared. And this one had skipped by me until recently. I saw it on one of the local TV stations that Emma Utterback and Delaney Richardson played together growing up out in the Midwest. That's pretty rare that you get two lifelong friends coming from the Midwest all the way to Vermont. Their connections got to be a huge, you know, and chemistry. It's got to be a huge part of this team. I'm mad I missed that one. 
<laughs> Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. Um, the, the recruiting process for both of them was very separate. They um, actually committed, basically trying to call me at the same exact time to commit, but didn't know about it. Um, so they did it separately and they both ended up in Vermont, which we're really excited about. Obviously, they've had just incredible success. Um, but I think part of the growth that the, the program has had is because of their relationship. Obviously, they're talented players, but they get each other. They have different strengths. They know how to feed off of each other. Um, so they have been a special duo to us in the growth of our program. You know, this is your fourth year now as the head coach, but you've been around the program now for, I think, seven years it is. Um, so you've had your hand in a lot of things. But now that you're the head coach and you're in year four, does it feel like the program is fully yours and fully has your imprint on it? Obviously, everyone's kind of your recruit, but just the style of play, the culture, the buy-in, et cetera, does it feel like it's fully the way you want it yet? You know, I, I think I have a lot of pride in this program, um, and it really has nothing to do with me. It has to do with what the, all the work that the staff has put in, the players have put in, who they are as people, student athletes. Um, and I'm, I'm just honored to be sitting in this seat. Um, but, yeah, I, I take pride in what we have going on here, and I think it's a special group, and we have a lot of growing to do. But I think we've done it the right way, and we'll continue to do it the right way. You know, this question had never really come to me until just a little while ago. And the reason why is I was looking at the local sports schedule for the weekend and I just looked at Norwich, right? Division three Norwich. And I saw, okay, their men and their women are playing tomorrow in the same location and the women will play at one and the men will play at three. Would you ever want to have a double header with the men where your guys are playing on the same day at the same site? Would that, would that be beneficial? Would that be fun? Would that be cool? Do you like this separate nature? Just kind of curious your thoughts on that. Yeah, I love it. I, I love the opportunity, one, to watch Coach Becker's crew ever play in person. That's always fun. But to the support, and our student-athletes love it. You know, there's a lot of logistics. That's is really re the reason behind we don't have them, and that's for the league. Um, but I love it. I love when we get, the, you know, our schedules are off from the men, and we're home and in town, and we get to watch them. Or when we're home and they're in the crowd watching our players. I think it's special. Um, that's what college is about, is that whole community. Um, so it is unfortunate that we don't get much of that, but I, I do love it. I think that's a cool way that some other leagues can do that, different levels can do that. I think it's special. Are the logistics like on things like officials, you know, you need four officials or officials doing two games in one day. I don't, maybe they're the same officials. Maybe they're not, but what are the logistical challenges? Cause now it's kind of going noodle in my head here. <laughs> A lot of it's facilities, right? Okay. So you have to have four teams. They have to have shoot arounds, flipping mm. the arenas over things like that. A lot of it comes down just to the amount of hours we all need in the gym the day before the day of, and then for the game. Gotcha. So it's, it really comes down to that most of the times. All right. Well, I'm still thinking about it, though. Alisa Kresge, the UVM women's basketball coach, her team on the road at NJIT tomorrow. That game will be on ESPN+. Plus. They're all on ESPN+. Plus. So pack the gut for UVM women's hockey tonight. Go to UVM women's hockey tomorrow and then watch UVM women's basketball tomorrow night as well. So and then the men are back at it on Sunday uh, on the uh, on the hoop side. So, coach, best of luck tomorrow. Congrats on the good win against Maine and uh, off to a four and two start in league play. And we'll continue following along. Thanks for the time. Thank you.